0: Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics, my fantasy fix DFS golf podcast and Skeeter. We're getting ready to come. Well, back to the mainland USA. I guess the tournament in Mexico was on the mainland of the continent, but back to the USA uh, after a couple of trips abroad and it's the Houston open. And uh, before we get to the Houston Open, Skeeter, welcome in. And what, if anything, are we taking away from Mayakoba besides the uh, beautiful weather that I will be enjoying in about a month? And of course, Victor Hovland's uh, domination of back-to-back form.
1: I was going to say, is this just now known Mayakoba? That is, should say, the similar so the OHL, the Worldwide Technology Championship, is should just be the Victor Hovland Invitational at Mayakoba.
0: It may well be, I mean, we saw some uh, some good golf at times from other people, but he was just so consistent, and um, I mean, on Sunday, it was it was a parade, it was a victory lap.
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird to see like Sunday again, you know, usually you're used to seeing Saturday kind of be moving day with all the low scores, but then Sunday was low scores again, and of course, I actually had some, my player pool was good, I played 20 lineups, had two 6 of 6s, had quite a few 5 of 6s, so I had some caches, but just couldn't get the right combination, and... Of course, two of my heavier used players, Billy Horschel and uh, Russell Henley, didn't exactly enjoy the weekend. So, um, nice to see him back to that that trend as far as you know, finding <laughs> the whammy every weekend. But that's that's you know nothing new for me. So, um, but yeah, I, I didn't get to watch a ton of it. So I was busy doing other stuff, but was certainly following along. And I, I don't know, this twenty lineup thing was kind of fun. I'm not sure that's where I'm trending this week because I just don't have it. Unless you talk to me to some players like last week, but um. But no, as you know, the the stars came to play. Like Thomas is up there, Ortiz was up there. Like there were some. It was actually kind of a fun tournament to kind of follow.
0: I would agree with that. I just wish Matt Wolf wouldn't have done uh, done what he did Saturday with that bad day. Obviously, because I had the the ticket at forty to one on him, okay. but also because well, I like Matt Wolf, and I would have loved to have seen the two uh, they the, the the two college teammates go at it. Uh, I suppose we kind of saw that on Sunday, but Taylor Gooch didn't respond as well, which, oh, by the way, was my other live ticket at 40 to one. So I was really hoping for somebody to try and hunt down Victor or, um, you know, maybe he came back to the pack. Didn't happen. uh, Such is life. But you're right. It was it was a good field. And this is a tournament that, look, two years ago, I was getting ready to go to 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 Cancun where that tournament takes place, uh, you know, about 20 miles, 15 miles south. So. I'm I'm starting to find myself really liking this tournament, but I'm starting to find myself really liking this tournament outside of like my own personal vacation issues too.
1: Right. I mean, now that it's a full field event, if it's going, you know, it's not an alternate event, or I think it was for a year. No, that was Bermuda. But no, if they're going to keep attracting fields like this, I mean, this is you know, this is going to be a premier tournament in a fall swing.
0: Yeah, I hope uh, I hope that persists. Just uh, again, and you know. it... We've had some warmer weather in the Midwest, uh, as fall was sort of coming, wow. but it's nice to see vacation destinations when it starts to get, uh, cold and, and, and damp around here. So I don't know. I always enjoy that. It's part of what I love about the, uh, Hawaii and California swing too, that we'll have coming up in a couple months.
1: Oh yeah. Like there's nothing better to, you know, it's you know, 10 degrees here at night. Kind of, I mean, I, I realize I'm a little further North, but you and I have similar weather climates, um. It's just so cold outside, dreary, and oh, they're in Hawaii on a Thursday yep. night. Like, oh, this is just great to watch. Like, I'm jealous. I wish I was there, but man, just to see the the sights, the green grass, the blue ocean, it's just it's so looks so good.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, I guess it's time to take it to the to the uh, the Houston Open, um, Skeeter. What is it that we are looking at here? Again, this is a tournament that used to be, what, the week before the Masters just a couple of years ago or maybe two weeks before the Masters? and So a whole lot has changed from the Houston Open that was just a few years ago.
1: Yeah, so in 2019, they moved the Houston Open to the fall swing. It used to be the week before the Masters. Now it's the Charlie Hoffman Invitational that's before the Masters. See, I called it by its proper name.
0: I appreciate that, uh, Jordan Spieth, the villain uh, this year at that particular tournament.
1: Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh man, I was rooting for Charlie too because I, th- I think I was I joined you on the betting uh, train for that one. That would have paid off nice. real nice. But uh, but yeah, the Spieth. You know, maybe, maybe. You know what? For as much as you call Justin Rose a vampire, maybe Spieth should be your vampire. We could we
0: could discuss this at some uh, <laughs> some some point. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Yeah, only, only you know, the people listening to this, uh, every week know exactly what we're talking about. If somebody's new, first of all, thank you for joining. Second of all, yeah, there's some inside joke references there with uh, Charlie Hoffman and the vampire and other things like that. But uh But yeah, so so yeah, twenty nineteen became a false swing event. Last year they changed courses to Memorial Park, which then also happened to be because of the weird COVID situation, went back to its normal spot of being determined before the Masters.
0: Oh, that's weird. That's weird. You're right, though.
1: Yeah. So, and I think they did try to set up a little bit to kind of be like some Masters prep because that's what what they always did—the the uh, the Houston Golf Club or whatever I think that's the name of it. That was the name of it. They always try to, you know, be a preparation for Augusta coming up. So, but yeah, um, it's a par seventy-one. We have So we have one year of s- statistical data, and it did play tough last year. I think Ortiz won at 13-under. DJ was just missed. I think he was at 12-under. I want to say he made a weekend charge, too, um, a year ago, if I remember correctly. So, you know, then he went over to Augustine, and kind of took care of everybody. So in you the sure one-year one data, par-5 strokes games, like there were three – there was only three par-5s, but that was a – that's where most people did their damage was on the par fives was a tougher course for scrambling tough to hit the fairways even greens were a little tough to hit like the cut the cut was four over which i don't know if it's gonna play like that this year or not like i'm curious to see if this is gonna be more of a quote-unquote normal course or if they're gonna you know or if this course just happens to be tough like i don't know was it a master's prep only like that's what i just don't know about so for me, stats-wise, I'm emphasizing T to green heavily, especially since a the of green kind of seems like it's going to be its own little thing. Uh, good drives. So I'm going to take a look at, you know, can you at least still find the green. Uh, opportunities gained, putting, but the far-fired strokes gained. Some birdies are better, but, yeah, I don't know. A four over a cuts? I mean, it doesn't feel like that's going to be the case this year, but I really don't know. Like, I guess we kind of have to wait and see how this year plays so it's kind of more another one of those potential educated guests type of weeks
0: is it time to get into this field
1: i think so i'm uh, not as strong a field last week but there's still some good names and boy um you know a year ago would we have thought that with the, some of these players in this field the guy who's at the top of the pricing tier would not have guessed that was coming
0: i had to check the field did a double take and then i thought you know what Kid's been playing good. We it's talked awesome. about him as potentially being a Ryder Cup edition late. Uh, didn't end up coming to fruition. But if he was someone we all were thinking could have been one of the top 12 American players just a couple of months ago, I suppose it's deservedly so. And that that gets us to it. The top of the 10K-plus tier starts with Sam Burns, LSU's own at 11-1. Scotty Scheffler, 10-9. Sungjae M, 10-7. Tony Finau, 10-6. Matt Woof, 10-4. Cam Smith, 10-2. Tiro Hatton, 10-K even. Skeeter, Sam Burns at the top. Is that your favorite play? Who is your favorite play in 10-K plus?
1: It is not. Um, You know, Sam Burns has the LSU connection. Sky Scheffler, the Texas connection. Wolf wins at Oklahoma. But I'm going to go back to an old favorite narrative of ours. Uh, What state is Houston in? It's in Texas. And who traditionally plays well in Texas? I mean, okay. Besides your boy, Charlie Hoffman. <laughs> uh, we'll
0: get to much later. Yeah. High,
1: high wind players from Australia, perhaps. Yeah. And Cam Smith is sitting here. Number one of my model over the past 24 rounds at 10,200. I have interest in Cam Smith. Number one, birds are better ninth in putting third and par five strokes gain. He does everything well, except good drives. And even then he's basically field average in, um, you know, ninth at CJ Cup, fourteenth at the Tour Championship, had a pretty good second Northern Trust, fifth at St. Jude. So, if this course plays tough, he can play tough courses. Um, also really good in the wind. Everything's just kind of lining up for him at ten two. Can't say I love anybody above him. I don't hate anybody above him either. But give me give me one of the cheapest guys in the tier here.
0: If I'm going to the tier regularly, Smith will be one of my guys that I use uh, for for the sake here because it was kind of a, a, a bit of three different guys that I all liked a lot. I'll say my favorite is Matt Wolf. I mean, one, the guy's playing very good. Um, and look, he didn't play well on Thursday, but he had, or I'm sorry, he played one wonderful on Thursday. He was 10 under, uh, believe I, he shot a best round of his career. Uh, so playing good on Thursday, he did not play great on Saturday, but other than that, he was one of the competitors in the field right there at the top at the very end. And if you're going to tell me that par five scoring matters, do you know who, you know, who's always, always long off the tee and, and a threat at par five scoring? It's Matt Wolf.
1: He's six of the past 24 rounds. So it makes a lot of sense.
0: Skeeter. Is Wolfie your second play? And by the way, I mean you know I'm a Matt Wolf fan, so it's it's gotten to that point too. Uh, but I really do like him. I will use him again, and we'll see if I bet him. But is Matt Wolf your second play here he, in this tier?
1: He isn't. I'm going to go with somebody else who is traditionally good in the wind. I mean, if you're you know for thinking good wind players, you know if you're not going to go with the Aussies, the Brits always do pretty well in the wind, and that would be yep. Terrell Hatton at 10K. I mean, this feels a tad underpriced, and I realize he's not in the best form he was 18th at CJ cup, uh, 40th at my So, but I mean, he's been okay. Um, this is probably just more of a pedigree play, you know, Over the last 24 rounds, 19 to green, 18th at approach, 18th at par five strokes game, 23rd opportunities gain. Again, maybe not the most accurate hitter, not the best putter, but he's got, he's still one of the best players in this field. And feels like he's a little bit of a discount at 10,000. This field isn't as strong as some others. So, I kind of like, you know, saving a little bit of money here with uh, Smith and Hatton.
0: You know who finished seventh last year in this field or in this tournament? Tyrell Hatton. Oh, oh. So if we're going with very limited course history, um, which is what we have, he was good here last year. Uh, He's my number two as well. Honestly, Wolf, Smith, and Hatton are kind of a a conglomerate at one through three, and I'm not sure that I feel greatly about one. Through three, I like them all. You mentioned why Hatton's a great play here. The wind, the price versus the rest of the tier, and I'll just throw in the seventh place finish last year.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. Who are we fading out of this tier? I mean, I don't have a real strong fade. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Scotty Scheffler, but I know, you no, know, he play, he was hanging around yesterday at the uh, at Mayakoba. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know just ten nine. Like yeah, he's eventually going to get a win. I'm not sure. I don't know if I see it this week, but I, there's not a, like sometimes I have an adamant fade. This is not one of those times. Like I think there's a good case for all of them, and I realize that's why they're in the ten case. But there just doesn't seem anybody who's completely out of place here.
0: I'll make my quote unquote strong case for T- Tony Fino. Okay. Um, I know he got the win in the Northern Trust, so we're not going to sit here and say, oh, he can't win. He doesn't win a lot still. He's only won twice on tour, and I know it's uh, twice as twice as many as he had when he had won. Um He's only finished 40, 45th last week, 45th at the CJ Cup uh, last month. So in what limited uh, looks we've had at Tony Fiena here recently, those 45ths just aren't going to cut it for me. And uh, I mean, look, I like Tony, but I think he kind of is, to me, a clear fade above the uh, others because I wouldn't fade Scheffler in Texas.
1: That's fair, and I mean, and when you're paying 10-6, you do want a guy with winning, with some winning upside, which, well, I mean, Shuffler hasn't won yet either, so I guess, yeah, I, I, I completely understand your female argument, I'm not opposed to it, I just, I think he'd be, I'd rather play him than Shuffler for 300 cheaper.
0: I can get that, and if it fit in the lineup, I'd probably be able to convince myself of the same thing. Um, let's take it to the 9K, shall we? Yep. Brooks Koepka 99, Adam Scott 96, Joaquin Neiman 95, Taylor Gooch 93, Aaron Wise 92, Carlos Ortiz 91, the defending champ, Patrick Reed. He's 9K even. Skeeter, what are you doing in this tier?
1: I mean, I'm just going to keep going with him, and I'm assuming he's going to be popular again, but I mean, I believe his only win was in Texas, too. That's Aaron Wise. I mean... At 9,200, like, what has he been doing to – why is he not higher priced? I mean, here's his fall swing. 26th at Sanderson Farms, 8th at Shriners, 5th at CJ Cup, 15th at Mayakoba. I mean, he's just been playing great golf. I mean, wasn't he higher priced last week?
0: Uh, was he? I'm, I'm looking through all my scribbles, and I can't even tell you that. He was the second highest priced guy in uh, the 9K tier. Above Reed, below Scheffler.
1: Okay, so...
0: So r- right there, yeah, probably a little
1: higher. So he finishes, what, a couple behind Scheffler and he gets a price bump? Like, he hasn't done anything wrong. Past 24 rounds, 16 to green, 5th in birdies or better, 15th in opportunities gained. He's top... He's top third in every single category I'm looking at. Like, 9,200, I don't know why he dropped in price, so I'm just going to keep rolling with him. And he was 11th year last year.
0: I was going to throw that in there, yeah. So I, I honestly think there's like two guys I don't like in this tier at all, and then the other five I could be convinced to play. Um, I think my favorite—I guess my favorite's Taylor Gooch. I know the Sunday performance was bad, and I'm worried about a little bit of a hangover from that. But he's got a course history here that shines, and I know it's just one uh, one tournament at this location. I'm looking uh, where to go fourth last year.
1: Yes, and then he was fourth at the final year at, um, okay, the thank Houston you. Golf Club. So fourth twice in the fall for what that matters,
0: even though it's two different courses. But fourth here last year. Look, the seventy four was bad yesterday. We saw Matt Wolf, a guy who I'm going to turn back to uh, shoot above par on Saturday. Gooch did it on Sunday. Maybe there's a little bit of a hangover, but he's playing well still, even with that disappointing final round. I'll take a chance at a guy who's had one bad round in his last like uh, two dozen.
1: Again, another guy who. Great fall fourth at 49-11 at Shriners, fifth at CJ Cup, eleventh at Mayakoba, and yeah, he's sitting there. You know, a fourth place to finish last year. It just I don't know if I can pay ninety three hundred for Gooch. Like, I would rather play for Wise. And there's maybe even another name or two that I'd be willing to pay for. But everything you say makes a lot of sense.
0: Who is that other name? Because like I said, there's there's only two guys in this tier I don't
1: like. Well, I mean, I hope I'm not mentioning one of them, but again, last time we saw him, he was fifth at CJ Cup. He's an Aussie. Adam Scott rates out really well for me, ninety six hundred. Um, past twenty four rounds, third and approach, ninth and opportunities gained, good birdies are better, good putter. That's actually odd to see a sixteenth in putting the past twenty four rounds for Adam <laughs> Scott. Like, like Yeah, until he's a good putter until I'm watching. I'm like, oh, he's got four feet for birdie, miss seven feet for Eagle has a three foot coming back that he misses all <laughs> the par, Like that's typical Adam Scott, but that I mean, that st- wise he's rating pretty well, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, again, another name pedigree here with decent form. That's feels like a decent little price at 9,600. So I can go with Adam Scott here. I believe he has won. In he Houston did. He before, has 2007.
0: Yeah, so I was going to ask you that because Adam Scott is one of the five I like. Uh, would the um, now seemingly aloof surfer, Adam Scott, come here and go, oh, it's just fall, that's why it looks different, and not realize it's a completely different course than where he won?
1: I mean, he did he play a lot, some, some different tournaments last year that he, we were like, what's he doing in this field? So maybe he just kind of picks and chooses his spots and he's more motivated.
0: And he was 32nd here last year, too, so it's not like he was bad. I like Scotty. Uh, I, I like uh, Gooch and Wise as well. I, I'll tell you what. I mean, the other two guys I like, because I, I think, honestly, maybe Wise is my number two, given the way he's playing. Um, but I got to like Carlos Ortiz coming off of the second place. Good vibes coming out of Mexico. And I think you still got to like Joaquin Neiman a little bit coming off of a good finish as well. So I, I like both of those. Wise is truthfully my number two, though.
1: Yeah, I just. Wise just feels like a misprice or. I don't get the price. In fact, I'm curious to see what he is at the book. I mean, he rates out extremely well across all types. I mean, anything from eight to 50 rounds, he's top 10. He's 12 for the last four rounds. He's easy for the last hundred rounds. Like that's just consistent golf. And again, he's won in Texas before. So there's just a lot to like with him.
0: I assume you're going to pick one of the two guys to fade. I hope you do. So I can just pick the other one. We can have some fun here.
1: Who are you fading in 9k? I'll, I'll take the obvious fade. I'll fade Patrick Reed. Just he's not. He hasn't figured. It, so he hasn't figured it out yet. And until he does, there's just other players I like that I'd rather play. The major champions minus uh, one Adam Scott are the
0: guys I don't like because Reed's won, and the other one's Brooks Kepka, who did not make the cut. And what was worse about Brooks not making the cut because he missed it by a few strokes. He shot two even r- r- par rounds was the way he was talking before the tournament. They were, I mean, he was already my fade last week, just because I kind of always fade Brooks. If it's not a major, it's, you know, not a unique thing to me either. But he was talking about how he didn't feel, um, you know, he wasn't there yet. He talked about he's been, you know, on the range, grinding rounds out. And it, he made a comment, which I'm sure is is maybe not the worst comment, but it didn't stick right with me. Like he said, if he, if he didn't uh, – you know, if he didn't make the cut, that not all was lost. And it was like, it was not a, I'm um, Brooks, the alpha male going to go win this thing. He like was making caveats about whether or not he would make the cut. And that just didn't sound like a confident Brooks Kepka. Until I see that swagger back, there's no way in heck I'm, play, I'm paying a 99 for him. I wouldn't pay 89 for him right now.
1: No, I think that's fair. Um, he, Brooks is 28. Like, he's 28 to 1 in the book, at least I'm drafting a sports book. Aaron Wise is 30 to 1. Like, Give me Wise all day. Wise is 28 to 1 at
0: My Sportsbook and 30 to 1 is Brooks Kepka. So Wise is
1: actually ahead of
0: him. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, so for what it's worth. I
1: guess if you're into the betting shop around a little bit. Um. that's correct. Shall we take it to AK?
0: Yeah. Let's do it. It's Russell Henley at the top at 89. Jason Kokrak's 88. Mark Leishman, 87, Christian Bezadenhut, 86, Mav McNeely, 85, Seamus Power, 84, Cam Tringali, 83, Shane Lowry, 82, Lanto Griffins,
1: 81, and Max Homas, 8K even. Skeeter, where are you going? Who's your favorite play up here? I mean, again, I, I t- typically have guys like you that I tend to like. I'm going to go Russell Henley. I mean, I know he played – well. Uh, the golf club of Houston really well former winner, and I think he has had some other top fives there. Um, He
0: has a great course history at the Houston Open, that is 100% true. Uh, And it was 29th here last year, so it's not as if, you know, he was as dominant as his five straight years at top 10s, but it wasn't terrible at 29th.
1: No, and he he was one that was kind of hanging in the top 10 going into the weekend at Mayakoba, just had a bad weekend, but maybe just the whole Houston thing gives him some good vibes, but Over past 24 rounds, number one in approach opportunities gained, third tee green, eighth in good drives. Not the best scrambler or best putter, which does concern me a little bit, but everything else looks pretty good. E900, I'm just hoping that maybe he can get rid of his bad weekend and be okay from there.
0: I am going to go with one Maverick McNeely. Um Mm -hmm played good here again. I, the course history one year it was 20th last year, but he was like 17th the year before too. So maybe some good uh, fall vibes in Houston and he's playing pretty decent as well too. I mean uh, for Matt McNeely McNeely, I'll never complain with 11th last week uh, at Mayakoba He was 25th at Zozo. He was 38th at CJ cup. So other than the miscut at the Shriners, been playing some pretty good golf was second
1: at Fortinet. Uh, I put all that together and I like him in this tier. Yeah, rates out pretty well. Not the best again. Struggles scrambling, but everything else is pretty solid. Um, yeah, you know I can I can get on McNeely.
0: All right, we're getting closer to those twenty lineups again.
1: Uh, I don't have that many people start this week, but uh,
0: <laughs> well, we're still moving along. Skeeter, who's your number two play in this wonderful tier?
1: Oh, one of your guys, Mark Leishman, eighty seven hundred. Talk about a guy who's had a nice fall. Um, fourth at Fortinet, third at Shriners. Granted, most of that was putting related. Uh, 30th at CJ Cup, he was okay, but he wasn't horrible there. Um, Again, if you want to play a win narrative, the Aussies' and mm-hmm. narrative, I believe he's won in Texas um, before. Hasn't played Houston in Houston a long time. They have to go back to 2013. But, again, just kind of a longer-form tor- longer type of play here, 8,700. is a solid play. Um, I think I can go Leishman here.
0: I'm with you. Leishman's my third. Henley's my second. So we've talked those two guys a lot. I like Seamus Power this week again, too, though. Uh He'll be my number four, and he's not, you know, incredibly behind Leishman in that spot. I think, I think Henley for me, Henley and McNeely are the are the top of the tier. Uh, but Power's been playing pretty good, so I'll give him a look. Uh, and again, you've got an Irishman, so maybe the wind, uh, the if the, you know, the wind kicks up playing in Texas, we'll see if that that comes into play.
1: I mean, after the win at Barbasol, I mean, yeah, he kind of struggled a little bit after that, but he's jumped up. Fall, I mean, this is a nice start for the guy. Twenty-first mm-hmm. at Shriner's, twelfth at Bermuda, eleventh at Mayakoba. Where did he come from? Coba I don't remember. Did he have like a really good Sunday? I don't remember.
0: Not really. Day. He was just consistent, dude. He two three unders and two four unders. Okay. Yeah. He So he's 68 on Sunday. He was three under. Okay. Just consistent.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting close to my 20K or 20 uh, lineup here. Not 20K. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> One so, day. No. One day we'll get that bank roll up. I think I'm jumping up to $5 entries.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah, big well, big keep, stuff. I got stop donating on football. Good grief, has happened to
0: <sighs> Dude, I do the same thing. Um, I had one lucky hit on Thrive on football a couple uh, two weekends ago. Yeah. Now that's uh, basically, I just said I'm I'm screwing. I'm going to leave it all in DFS and play it anyway. But I'm with you. I'm a football donator okay. as much as okay. I think I know stuff about it. DFS football oh, is not easy.
1: I know, like, I I, I I okay. I like this lineup, and all of a sudden I have multiple like various just killing me like i played josh allen yesterday like they scored six points in jacksonville like how am Crazy. i ending up on all these wild like like i don't i part of it's got to be a little bit processed but some it's just like these i keep i think about these outlier results so i mean it can't, something has to be wrong but man i don't know but yeah because you know even mizoon how it's 8600 he i played hit he was part of my lineup so he was a solid 15th at mayakoba and this turns into a putting contest, you know. He's a guy that loves the putting contest. Good scrambler, I, so.
0: I like Lanto Griffin in this in this tier too. Honestly, I don't
1: hate him. Yeah, he was another one that kind of popped up a little bit.
0: Well, there's only a couple left to <laughs> fade, then Skeeter. And I bet you we're going. Uh, I don't know. We'll see where we go. I don't. I actually don't know where I think you're going. So where are you going first?
1: Well, I mean, I hate to do it for the guy, but uh, we're not in California, so. Max home outside of his win at Fortinet just hasn't been putting up the numbers I want to see, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on him even though eight K is a very nice price. Uh, just not there for me.
0: I'm kind of with you. I mean, he's one of the names we haven't mentioned yet. I'm fading my guy Jason Kokrak. Oh, it's just not been what it was. Um, heck, I don't know. A year ago for sure. I mean, a year ago at this time he was winning in Vegas. Um, so I'm fading Crack. At eighty eight hundred, I mean, I'm going to find the money for Henley, and if I don't have the extra buck for the extra hundo for Henley, Leishman, Bezayden, who, I mean, all the the four guys below him, I all like better than him, so I just can't play him as much as I like Jason Kokrak.
1: Time to play the all international lineup this week, maybe.
0: Well, I might just well do that. You know, I'm uh, not afraid to uh, do goofy things with my with my money.
1: No, absolutely not. (laughs) All right, shall we take it to seven k? Yes, unless you're playing with Matthias Schwab, I'm not sure I recommend that one.
0: We, we'll see we'll see where we go i've made some stupid bets you know what i mean um let's go to the seven k's i won't read through all the names uh, again though i do think there's some names that warrant uh some lineup consideration and skeeter i'll start with you is there one that stands out above the rest
1: i mean statistically i mean i'll just go you know yeah actually you know what there is one and it's gonna ruin the ruin the international theme but it's another guy that's uh that you and i tend to like um Missed a cut at Mayakoba. I think he just missed it. Because I had him, but pretty solid finishes that. And that would be Harold Varner the Um, When I look at my rolling model, he's top 10 across every stat range, except top uh, last, last 50 rounds, and even then he's 13th. Um, Missing Mayakoba, prior to that, 32nd uh, CJ Cup, 11th Sanderson, 16th at Fortinet, had a good playoff with two top 12 finishes. Like, you know, miss, missing a cut of the number is not exactly something I'm you know, i going to hold that against you. Like, that's just one putt that leapt out or, you know, he's just had one bad shot and that cost you. And the way the weekend played, he could have made a run at least to a top 10 or 20, but just wasn't meant to be. Um, seventh in approach, 10th in birdies are better, 17th tee to green putting. Like, he kind of doesn't do anything wrong, at least stat-wise, stat at 7,700. I think that's a really nice price on him.
0: He did miss three under par, so just missed on the number. I like Harold, of course. I always like Harold. Uh, I could spend a little bit extra, though. You know, I like Mackenzie Hughes as well.
1: Well, Yeah, putting contest.
0: Seventh place finish here last year. He was fourth the last time we saw him a couple of weeks ago at Zozo. So Mackenzie Hughes, it's been up and down And at 7,900 in this field. I'll be willing to take a chance. It goes up and down. I will hope it's up more than down, or I hope the ball goes down in the hole, if you will. Uh, For a really bad golf pun. But I like McKenzie Hughes at 79.
1: So what do we do, by the way, with Mito Pereira, who was awful at Mayakoba? He still rates up really well statistically, but man, he was bad. And I did not play him last week, so I I missed that one.
0: He was one under on Thursday before a blow-up on uh, Friday, where he was plus seven on that round. I think you can turn to him if you want. I mean, it was one round.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: But we'll also use one round to say a guy's finding his uh, form and play him the following week, too.
1: Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> I know. We can kind of uh, use that to our own um, advantage, I suppose you could say. If uh,
0: if you don't – well, in this tier, you can play them all. But if you don't use Harold or if you use Harold and some friends, where else are you going?
1: Um, I a few other guys I'm interested in. I'm trying to look at – you know – Again, maybe I'll just go back to a guy that didn't cost me a ton last week. A thirty-third, finally showed you know after two missed cuts, showed a little bit of form. Ches Reevy at seventy-two hundred. He's gonna find every fairway. Good tee to green. Just whether or not you know he can make a putt or not. So I think seventy-two hundred price considered, I don't think that's a bad uh, play there. Um, I'll let you go to your number two, and then I'll mention other guys because I think you and I both have our own separate guys that we might be looking at here in the 7K tier.
0: Do you know who missed on the number?
1: Oh, that would probably be your guy,
0: Charlie? That's correct. And maybe it's maybe a different time of year. Maybe it's not even the same course, but Charlie Hoffman's been okay here in Houston as well. And again, he plays good in Texas, quite frankly. So, of course, I'm going to turn to my man, Charlie Hoffman, who finished 29th here last year, by the way. Okay.
1: I mean... You know, he missed a cut here last year, but are you kidding me? I can't pass 7k Lee Westwood. I mean,
0: he's playing better now than he was a year ago, right?
1: Well, I mean, he played well during the API Players Championship, but but come on. I'm a Lee, I'm a sucker for Lee Westwood. I don't know why I am, but 7k actually raced out pretty well over shorter ter- shorter forms, so I don't I don't know if he's played in Europe at all recently. Um I like Lee Westwood as well. I mean, just kind of have to go there. Um, other guys that piqued my interest, uh, Johnny Vegas went to Texas. Um, mm-hmm. He rates out well statistically, but I could see myself like, yeah, just not there. Um, Poulter won here a couple of years ago. He's usually kind of hanging around. Um, I think he had a blow up par five hole that kind of just on on Friday that kind of set him off and, he, he missed a cut on the number because of that. So, again, um, I might excuse that one around. Um, C.T. Pan rates out well in the ball striking department, but after a good Fortnite Sanderson, not, wasn't good at Zozo. Did, it was 45th last week, so not terrible You can, with that 7,300. But I'll say that. I don't think there's anybody else I'm really on.
0: I might go back to Gary Woodland. He also missed on the number. Uh, I'm with you on Johnny Vegas, Sebastian Munoz, and Ian Poulter. Well, I you didn't mention Munoz, but he's a guy I would turn to. Yeah, uh, along with Poulter, um, Ryan Palmer I might turn to as well, and Martin Laird. Been playing good. I
1: forgot about yeah. I had him marked because I, I I used him last week too, and was he at 22nd? He was solid all week, 11th and yep. 9th or so, and he's also one who's won in Texas, so. Yeah, I'm on some – I got Martin Laird's start. I missed him.
0: And by the way, there's. I'm starting to think there, there's got to be a Martin Laird-Matt uh, Wolf uh, correlation too because they oh. both played well at Mayakoba <laughs> after they both play well at Shriner. So okay. there's a course correlation between those two, whether the games coexist or it's just <laughs> something weird, but it's it's. – I'm noticing it, if nothing else. Maybe it's anecdotal, but it's – I've noticed it.
1: Yeah, that's – yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying because that doesn't feel like that's a fit for uh, mm-hmm. game styles. No, Laird,
0: Bryson, and uh, Wolf. Like, one doesn't seem like he's with the others, but I've, I'm just – I'm seeing some things. That's all I'm telling you. Anything else from 7K? Not for the good. Yeah, I don't think so either. I actually don't know if you mentioned Henrik Norlander. I could probably turn to him as well.
1: I looked at him. Yeah, he's fine. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to get there.
0: That's cool. Uh, all right, who are you fading here?
1: Well, we're going to go same fade for me as last week. Brian Harmon just – until he – I mean – He's losing strokes on approach. Something's going on with his game. So until he finds it, I just can't play him.
0: I can get behind that. Um, I'll be truthful. I don't have a hardcore fade here. Um, I guess I'm fading Jason Day. I don't know. Australian, love him, but... At seventy four hundred, I mean, I'm just finding Poulter and 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 Hoffman. So I'll give you a name, and Sebastian Munoz right around him. Those are all names, and you like CT Pan. Those are all names. I think I'd rather play over a Jason Day when I don't know what's going on with him, and well, we know how he could be injured any time.
1: Yeah, yeah, but and he just hasn't been in great form recently either. So yeah,
0: you know, for like years, it seems like. Right. Shall we go to six K? Yep. All right, Skeeter. That's the bottom of the barrel. Who are we scraping if we need some uh, cheap lineup help? Where are you looking first down here?
1: Um, I got a couple names. Um, I mean, I got well, I got a couple in the bargain basement. Of course, there are guys I don't trust, but um, you know what? After after a rough stretch, Brian Stewart bounced back and he had a solid week at Mayakoba. Um, rates well, putting, uh, good drives, opportunities, games, scrambling. Like doesn't do anything wrong. See, did he play here last year? He was fiftieth, so a cut maker. Um, again, he's going to give himself chances, and you know, sixty-seven hundred. If he gives some chances and good putter, I mean, I don't hate it. So that's kind of, I guess he'll. I don't have a favorite seven cut, six uh, K guy, but he'll 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 jump on the list.
0: I think there's a couple of names I could like turn to in a pinch. I'm not sure that there's one I'm dying to get in my lineup. Uh, what about Stuart Sink though?
1: Let's see, he did not pop up on my radar. Where's he priced
0: at? He is 6900 okay, So one of the very first guys. His course history here, again, Its course history is is uh, a misnomer with only one uh, tournament here recently. Where was he at? Missed the cut last year, so he had a bunch of good tournaments here. I don't know. I saw that he was playing, He that he's been uh, decent, if you will, 49th at the CJ Cup. So I- I'll be truthful. Him, Russell Knox, uh, I mean, there's not a ton I'm looking at here.
1: Yeah, I mean – Tom Hoagie made the cut last week, but it kind of fell back a little bit, but that's kind of what, that's kind of what he does, he just kind of pops up from time to time, like, I don't know if form is always the biggest deal with him, so, he was one, uh, Hudson Swafford was hanging around for a while, I think he must have had a bad Sunday or something, but he still finished 30, 30. 33rd, he was 32nd. CJ Cup, like, he was in the low sixes last week, and I mean, 6,800 is still pretty good. A really good numbers on approach and opportunities gained. So I don't hate Hudson Swafford at all. Um, and then, I mean, Jason Duffner pops out really weirdly as far as stat-wise, like bad putter, bad par five. But all the approach and scrambling numbers are right there. Which he's got some middling finishes, but I guess middling finishes at 6,300 wouldn't be terrible.
0: Not at all. What about Aaron Rye, 15th last week? I guess I've just um, seen him uh, – I've, I've, I've had my eye on him, I guess, for a little bit between watching Euro stuff in the morning and some Corn Fairy stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the stats aren't there for me yet for him. So, but, yeah, coming off 15 Mayakoba and the Euro connection, 19th <laughs> of the Open, so you can always hang around for that one.
0: Where is Sepstraka? I know, again, it's – not multiple seasons. He, I may have to make Seb Straka my 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 true favorite here. Actually, he was top ten. He was fifth last year, so he was fourth year before. I know a different yep. course, but two top fives in Houston in the fall, and thirty uh, third and last week, fifty first, 66th The previous two weeks at sixty seven hundred. Actually, I'm a, I'm going to rescind Stewie Sink. I'm going to go with Substraca as my favorite here.
1: All right. I mean. If I if I do go back to the twenty lineup row, which by the way you're starting to convince me that I might need, to, yeah. <laughs> great I'm up to twenty five players starred. Thanks. Um, but I got, I think that was my problem last week was I had too many players starred, so I'd have to narrow it down. I still might because that was kind of fun to follow along. So now, it's
0: fun to always have something in the hunt, even if it's like fiscally not advantageous, right? right? Exactly. But it's still fun to have uh, to to watch a green number on Sunday,
1: right? Or the fact you know. I got two thirds of my money back. Like, all right, you know what, I can survive with that. But if I do the multi twenty lineup thing again, I promise you I'm starting just because they're my guys and throughout the years, I'm starting a lineup with Lee Westwood, Henrik Stenson, Frankie Molinari. So
0: <laughs> Well, it's dirty three it's dirt
1: be three dollars down a drink, but um I'll enjoy that for at least for a day and a half.
0: You could have – I had a lineup at one point. Uh, I think it was Wolf and Scheffler on Saturday were in first and second. I had them both in a lineup. Oh, so I had three three players miss the cut, but I was like in the money because I had a first and second, and I knew it wasn't going to last. I was like a $5 lineup was making eight. It was decently good, uh, and I knew it had no chance to do anything. <laughs> it didn't either. It didn't come close to
1: Maybe i will throw Henley, Hatton, and – I think it was – I mean – I wish Justin Rose was in this. I would play him for nostalgic purposes, old oh, too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like my guy lineup is very possible this week. If
0: you play twenty lineups, you really should do that because, dude, like I like you know, I go to the sports book. It's ABC baby. It's always bet Charlie yep. because by God, could you imagine if I bet him a hundred weeks in a row and then he won a tournament the first week I didn't?
1: Oh,
0: I couldn't live with myself.
1: I mean, how much money have you know? I'm, I'm I wasted
0: still... on Charlie off. <laughs> Well, it's well, three, $400. I'm yeah. sure.
1: Or just the FOMO factor. Like, Cause I, you know, when I listen to a couple other podcasts, you know, they bet the same guys every week. Cause they're like, I'm not missing out on this win.
0: It's correct. Yeah. Like D- Matt Wolf has kind of gotten to that point uh, with me. I'm a big fan too. Like, right. These are my guys. Um, it is what it is. If you got a couple of bucks to throw away, there's worse ways to throw away 10 bucks than Charlie Hoffman bets. I mean, by God, it, I, I, I get my money's worth just looking at my phone during work days.
1: Right, it's better than better than a fast food meal these days. So I mean,
0: it's 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 healthier. Well,
1: maybe not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe the stress on my heart is equally as bad. Dep- or the, regardless, or mental
1: health issue. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's correct. Issue, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, anything else from the six Ks? Uh, I know we don't have a fade yet. I don't really know that I have one, but I'll get you one.
1: Oh, I can. Yeah. Oh, I can get you one too. Um. You know what? Yeah. Uh, you know what? there i'm actually gonna save there's there's a there has to be somebody you need to fade just because of um who you faded in the 9k so i'll save that one for you so you can figure it out um and i keep it even...
0: oh by the way jim herman in the field uh 6100 and won the houston open although most assuredly not at this location last year
1: hey you know what maybe we're just gonna write him with a with a Pip and the bearcats theme um also, Jimmy Walker's down here. Like, well, I paid a little more for Tex- him last week. Te-
0: Texas oh, guy. Texting, yep.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to fade. Uh, sorry, I know he's your guy. Uh, Brian Gay. That's okay. I mean, my real fades at six K, but I'm I'm hoping you kind of nail this one.
0: Okay, six K now. There's pressure on me. Um okay. Uh well I most certainly won't play his, his brother Chase either. Yes,
1: all right, yeah. He might as well go with the full <laughs> Kepka fade.
0: I'm I'm okay with that. I don't have uh I don't have any reason to fade his brother other than um you know the fact that he just doesn't make a lot of cuts in the Corn Fairy tour. So I will certainly fade Chase Kepka. I will I'll give you that one. You can have that one. Okay,
1: good.
0: Anything else from the DraftKings
1: side? No. Um not that the next segment's going to be very good. Not good for me either, but. I, I
0: legitimately have $30,000 in one and done right now, dude.
1: Oh, so I'm beating you, so, okay.
0: Between the, I'm sorry, not $30,000, 300000 oh. Either way, I'm, I'm in 52nd place. There's, please, God, tell me you're not one of the three people behind me.
1: No, I'm in thirty-nine. <laughs> okay. Or 38th, sorry, 38th. With a whopping $607,000. why do I keep playing one and done? I am legitimately horrible at this.
0: So far, in one and done, my finishes are missed cut, 39th, forgot to set a player, 54th, 7th, missed cut, missed cut. I am on fire, dude.
1: Let's see. I am T28, T14. I I don't remember using Zalatoris. Cut, T18, T7, Morikawa, T51. Thanks, Mateo Schwab. Shows the wrong euro that way. you could T-33. So I am going to go off the radar. I think it's pretty obvious at in
0: 52nd place now. I legitimately need to pick, like, Sep because I'll be the only one that picks him. You know what? That's probably not true because there's not so many players in this field. I don't have to go that crazy. I could probably get away with picking, I don't know, Seamus Power or somebody, Matt yeah. McNeely, and being the only person out of 50 that picked him, maybe. Yeah. That's where I've got to go at this point. I've got to be the only person who picks the guy who wins.
1: I you know what? I'm just going to write form Aaron Wise. That's
0: cool. I mean, that's totally cool. So, if you were a front runner right now though, um who's safe? Cam Smith. He's safe, right? Taylor Sam Gooch, Burles? Aaron
1: Wise actually is safe. But I'm not sure people are going to use I mean, they they haven't used him yet. Like are they using Sam Burns, Sung you know, I Maybe. know we didn't mention Jay, but you know, he's in a good spot, like I was probably, I'd be choosing a 10K guy.
0: Yeah, Patton. I could see going 9K, uh, but you're right. It would be somebody. Russ Henley would be about the lowest DraftKings price person. I think you could turn to to call like a safe should make the cut, which is not Correct. what I did last week, and oh, here we are.
1: <laughs> Correct. No, I, I'm with you, but I don't know what it's like to play safe at one and done because um, that would require me to be actually in a winning position.
0: I don't either. Remember when I was cashing for like two twenty five in the big one last year, and I yeah, said, "Dude, I didn't, I didn't close. play to finish two hundred and just cash, so right. I didn't play it safe, and I finished outside the money."
1: Yeah, but at least, you, at least you had a sweat. I was never near.
0: That's that's fair. My sweat dried up before the season did. I assure you.
1: Well, I mean, mine, mine dried up in in June. So. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, when we and met in Minneapolis, any... that was the that was my one and done end.
0: My uh. What was my end? I, I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember that many miscuts cuts ago. Uh,
1: that's fair. Oh, by the way, what I texted you about last week, um, hey, you know, I know you like to brag about the courses you've been to, but, um, you know, I've only got to play one major course, but now it's going to be a President's Cup course in 2030, Belle Reeve.
0: I am uh, I'm
1: interested in checking that
0: out. I know uh, you text me about potentially going. I'm certainly interested. So I would say keep that on the uh, on the radar.
1: I think we're going to make that one happen.
0: Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, uh, I'm definitely cool with that. So I'm down with that, my man. Um, Do we got anything more about this? This Houston open? I don't think so.
1: Um, Yeah, this is kind of feels like this is a good fall event. Even a false swing events like not a t- not a ton of name power, but there's a lot of solid names. Whereas, like last week, felt like a legitimate regular event. Dead. This is a yeah. good fall swing event.
0: I would. That's a that's a good assessment. And my beloved Bengals are on bye in week uh, ten in the NFL. Couldn't have come any quicker. Well, well. Uh, maybe but, I'll get a little Charlie Hoffman Matt Wolf showdown on Sunday when I'm not watching football.
1: Well, my Bears are on a bye this week, so well, actually, we're recording this Monday night before that starts, so I'm I'm worried about that game in Pittsburgh. Um, But at least you know what you know what the Bears can't do to me this year. They can't they can't ruin my birthday.
0: Okay, why? Because it's the bye week. Yeah. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I don't know when your birthday is.
1: No, <laughs> I, I will I, I when
0: Facebook you. tells me, and then I'll yeah, tell I, you. I'll text right. you happy birthday and act like I know it.
1: No, it's Sunday. But, um, but okay. you also, you know what else I don't get for my birthday this year, which I got for the only time I would ever imagine last year?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: The Masters.
0: Oh, I do remember that. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah, that's right. I do recall that. Um, a great Masters, too, by the way.
1: A birthday unlike any other.
0: <laughs> Very well played. Yeah, uh on that note Skeeter I'm ready to wrap wrap this bad boy up and uh wish you the best of luck at the Houston Open. Uh, wish you the best of luck tonight with your Bears too because uh. I hate the Steelers. So, um
1: when we do this thing uh next week, we got we got we got a podcast again next week, correct? We do it. It's it's the it's the uh fall finale. Like we're taking uh, 6 weeks off after this one cuz it's the RSM and I don't think you're, you know, for the 20 person hero world challenge. I don't think we're doing it. I, I think you might even be Mexico for that one. So yeah, next week's the, uh, 2021 golf finale, man, where did time go? Wait. No, we no doubt. did 30 plus podcasts. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think maybe I'm speaking just for myself, but I enjoy golf. It's nice for, it's nice that we get a little bit of an extended break.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that playoff push in fantasy football. Playoff push in NFL football. Um, well,
1: I don't know what that's going to be like for my team. At
0: least I hope I don't know what it's like. But you're so weird. You hope you. You're, I know what you're saying because you want you want a change at the top of the organization, uh, or on. at least as high as high up as it it will a change could be. We will go beyond
1: the head coach too. But uh, yes,
0: right. Well, I wish you the best. Oh, and by the way, I will be at the United States versus Mexico uh men's soccer World Cup qualifier oh, on Friday night. So Is that Columbus? Um, it is in Cincinnati, dog. Oh, nice. At, at, at FC Cincinnati's new stadium in two, TQL. FC Cincinnati kind enough to only win one home game all year to save that win equity for the great country of the United States of America this Friday.
1: Absolutely. And that's hoping maybe some chilly weather cuz maybe they'll throw all the uh, throw Mexico off a little bit.
0: Uh, so who knows? Maybe we'll have a little uh, something to chat about that as well as a, uh, you know, soccer, golf, Euro wannabe
1: uh, podcast. And um, maybe a Charlie Hoffman win for you.
0: Oh, my God. Let's just go out on that one. I've good good luck this week, Skeeter. Good luck. You I know, will talk to you later in the week, my man.
1: You know what? No, no. Before we, You know what you need to do when you go to the book? You need to play a Charlie Hoffman double with the American soccer.
0: I might do that. I actually may do that. Let's uh, we can get involved with that Um, because I'm not
1: afraid to put uh, a little soccer in my parlay.
0: So why not? Um, I'll I'll screenshot that for you, buddy. All right. Awesome. On that note, good luck to you. Good luck to everybody uh, listening. We appreciate you for Skeeter Robinson. I'm James Adams. This has been the, my D I'm sorry, the Fantistics, my fantasy fix DFS golf podcast.